it's been a turbulent time not to make light of it at all but like it's been it's been rough and all for the past week or so um it's been rough for the past two fucking years um fun energy to bring to the panda uh, to the show sorry um but what i'm trying to say is on friday which was categorically a bad day um for like human rights i went to the casino to feel better are you a gambler justin i absolutely hate it like my experience with gambling literally the first time was on a video uh poker machine i put twenty dollars in i started pressing buttons and some worker walks up to me and says everything going okay here i was like yeah (laughs) oh that's tough And I kept pressing buttons. He's like, well, that light above your machine says it's not working. Can I help you with anything? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So so then I went on a different machine, put $20 in that machine, and then bet everything on a really bad hand by accident because I didn't understand what max bet meant, which meant everything I own. Yeah. I lost that $20. I don't know, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it could not get simpler and more concise. It's two words that are both three letters. Yeah, I, like, yeah I don't that's know. true. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, um, so yeah, well, I lost $20. To you, so I, I'm a fan of, of Blackjack. Yeah. Um, I just, I think I really like games, and I like games that are, like, that you have to really think about, it, which is sort of what Blackjack is. Um, but I went to the casino, and the lowest table for Blackjack was $25, and, like, a hand? Uh, yeah, and so like that was a minimum bid. Um, a hand? So, like, what casino were you going to? Dude, this is the casino in Aurora. This oh, wasn't like I know man. it was a Friday night though, so like I imagine that's how they're making a lot of their stuff. But um, I was like, well, I'm not gonna do that. Um, so I went and I sat down and I did some slots uh, for about three minutes. I lost eight dollars, and I was like, I'm not even having fun with this. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the reason I like it, like I like blackjack because I it's it's fun to me. Like I like the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like I know people enjoy slot machines, but I'm like sitting there and like just money is just like being siphoned away from me with each of these like <laughs> pushes. And like I don't like I'm just sitting there like I don't even know what's fun about this. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm I, I will play one hand of black. Uh, two. I, I will I will put I will buy two chips, twenty five dollars a piece of blackjack. I'm gonna hopefully make. At least twenty five dollars here, Hopefully. and then walk away. Yeah. Um, I instantly lost it. It was about ninety seconds total of me sitting at the table. I got up. I said, "Thank you very much," and I left. <laughs> it was like, it was tough, then, man. You just then walk around. And you see all the the sad older people just going just, like that without a it, smile yeah. on their face. Just dispassionately, yeah. Just just uh, uh, rolling the not rolling the dice because it's like the slot machine but i know what you're saying yes yeah my grandparents used to think i would love gambling like going to the casino they'd tell these yarns about like how awesome like these slot machines were like you know you press the thing you get three things matching in a row and then like a magic spaceship comes down and like abducts you and you have to like press a thing and if you press the right thing you get more money and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. this sounds like a video game but it's not it's not like that no no it's really not it's it's interesting too the way like you know, people have compared, um, uh, like, like loot boxes and stuff to gambling in vi- yeah. with like video games, um, but there's just which which I think is not. I, I would say it's not a like totally accurate comparison, but I see where the, um, I, I see where the comparison could be made by someone who maybe might not understand lo- yeah. loot boxes, yeah. um, but like. To your point, the idea of like, oh, it's so fun. It's like, 
yeah, it can be like some of them can be, but in general, I would say like a, a, a slot machines. We were there. I, I was there with a, with a group of people, and uh, one of our group like literally lost eighty dollars in two minutes. It was like, <laughs> it was like, whoa, okay. So uh, you gotta that spend is, money to make money. That's how gambling works. I mean, like that's true. Uh, but I also did spend money to lose money, mm. and that also happened really yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moral of the story is go to the casino on like a Tuesday or Thursday. They're going to have lower tables, uh, l- lower minimum bids on that, those blackjack tables. Um, wow, that's, that was actually a nice bit of advice you just gave us all. Yeah, a little PSA. Uh, and if you want to play blackjack sometime, uh, let me know because I, I like the game quite a bit. I should play that new Card Shark game, huh? Probably. From Devolver Digital. Yeah. It's Hitbox. What's in the fucking box? on everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 98 my name is peter hunt spitek and joining me as always as he has for the past 98 and some change episodes justin makovich how are you man oh i'm doing fantastic uh i forget in our numbering system for the episode that we lost did we just skip that number or do we have so so we have recorded let me look let me look uh, no, we, we lost one episode. When was that? Like February, maybe? Yeah, it was like the saddest day of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, it, w- it would have been last year. It would have been like October of last year or something like that. Um, yeah, you, you were quite broken up about it. And um, I'm not saying that I didn't care, but I was like, it's literally fine. But yeah, but like um, it was 100% my fault, as the listener could probably have guessed. That's perhaps fair. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we have done... So hundred, uh, sorry, sorry, ninety-eight episodes of the regular show, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine additional episodes, including things like the game reviews that we've done, like the specific like breakout reviews for like Sifu or Alan Wake Remastered or whatever, um, and then also that's gonna be the two bonus episodes we've done with Button Mashing One Hundred One, like for the best anime crossover of the year, um, and then also all of our E three stuff we did in twenty twenty one. And then, so what was that? Eight additional episodes, did I say? One, two, nine. three, four, five, six. Yeah, nine. And then an additional one episode that we recorded, the lost episode that um, did that that we lost the audio on. So we're technically at 107 episodes. I mean, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, we, we don't want to be technical about it. No, no, I'm not out here being like, mm, technically, although technically welcome to episode 107 or 108. <laughs> I mean, um, but hey, we're not here to talk about the logistics of our podcast. We're going to do that a whole lot in two weeks. Yeah, get ready. The, Actually, the big yeah. one goose goose. Um, but instead, we're going to talk about some video games. Uh, it's been a week of news sort of following the excitement, the um overload the breaking of the dam that was summer game fest and the rest of the showcases that went on uh so we've got things like the rumor the ever-present rumor that metroid prime remasters are coming out on the switch 
Um, Hideo Kojima was apparently going to make the boys, but then the boys made the boys. Um, as well as some talks about Chris Pratt's Mario voice, which I know we've all been dying to hear. Uh, so we're going to talk about all that and so much more. But before we do, I want to know about the games you've been playing, Justin. Tell me now. We all saw it coming. Everyone on this podcast saw it coming. I have Persona talk- 5? Is that what you're saying? No. No, oh. no. We'll, we're going to find out that's going to come to Switch later. But Eventually. Um, uh, I was already burned by Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Not my oh, game, yeah. friends. Yeah. Just not my game. I yeah. downloaded the Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes uh, demo, played about 30 minutes of it, and I was like, not the game for me. And then I bought the game because turns out it is the game for me. And I'm oh. going to go so far as to say I might enjoy the moment-to-moment gameplay of this game better than Fire Emblem Three Houses. Really? Because what they basically did is they have most of the same uh, mechanics from Fire Emblem Three Houses, except you don't have to do the tactics fighting. You have to do the warriors type of fighting. And while I'm not in love with the warriors fighting... How they like make the the battles progress is almost exactly like the way they make the battles progress in the tactics game by like yeah. having different things like you have fog so you can't see uh, where your units are if you're not right by them or they have random enemies like kind of spawn in at different locations. You really feel like you're commanding your warriors and putting them where you need them to be. So the ones that you're not controlling actually are doing just as much as the ones you are controlling. So like. It's just a lot, like, I gotta admit, it's just a lot of fun going back, Mm -hmm. making character relationships, um, going and uh, doing the, the giving gifts to people, having weird tea parties with people that's still there. You have all that stuff that's still back, but then you have the gameplay, which is a little bit more engaging, I think, than tactics, because the tactics stuff is kind of, you're not a tactics person, are you? Um, I've never really played a tactics game, so I can't really say for, for sure. So, like, the... It's just like it feels like work. Sure, yeah, <laughs> and that's like, fair. With Fire Emblem, I like I liked the tactics nature of it, but like it's also work building up all your relationships and leveling up your characters. So like you're just do, doing work, work, work. It's like you're doing your taxes and then watching your taxes be done by someone else. You know? Yeah. Okay. But in this game, you have the taxes part about leveling up your characters, but then the actual playing of the warriors stuff um, actually feels kind of fun. Um, one thing that they did that I don't know how much in love with this I am, but I kind of like it, is that usually in a in a Warriors game, uh, the characters all have their unique move sets in them. So you'll have like your like the I'll use Age of Calamity as like the the reference here. Um, Link's move set was different from Zelda's move set. Was different from Ganon's move set. Was different from so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. This one you can basically make any character any class that you want. And the movesets are based on class, not character. And there are some characters that have specific classes to them, um, but this basically means that you can like kind of customize the team to what you want and what you need for the different um, uh, types of encounters that you uh, deal with in it. Yeah, And it just kind of makes it fun because you feel like you're doing more than just giving them stronger weapons between it you're actually leveling up classes trying to make it like make each of your characters as uh 
powerful as they can be. Like it's a lot more of the mid maxing stuff, mm-hmm. and it feels more like an RPG than a traditional Warriors game. Um, so that's why I'm really digging it. Uh, and uh, the thing that I wish happened was I wish this was a real sequel. But it's kind of like that multiverse alternate reality when basically the main character of Three Houses is a bad guy in this mm, game okay. that doesn't connect with any of the story or plot of what happened in the last game, even though there's like shades and backstories and stuff that kind of like connect between the two of them. Um, now, it's but- interesting you say that, if I may, but in here, uh, bidding, 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 bidding. Sorry, we're doing a real quick Metacritic roundup for Fire Emblem Three Hopes sitting at a um, respectable 80 on yeah. the Nintendo Switch, the only platform it's on. Justin, you're not the only one who feels that way. It's got a user score of, let me tell it to you, Justin, 6.9. Um, oh, sorry, 6.2. Oh. Uh, it changed when I clicked on it. Um, <laughs> Good oh, things weird. can't last. Good things can't last, right? I guess not. But uh, there are 34 positive reviews from users, two mixed, and 21 negative. And all of the negative ones are people being like, Claude didn't remember me. I played three hopes uh, or three houses. Um, and, and people are upset about the fact that this is a, uh, according to, let's see here, um, Iliani from Metacritic.com, complete shit because um, Claude act like a stranger to me, a three hopes, a three house player. Uh, just because they people are upset about the fact that it's um, not an actual sequel and more of a fun little side story spinoff. Yeah, I mean, it, you're you're a different character too. They're not going to remember you. Come on, guys. Um, I'm a three house player. Shez replaced Byleth Life. What makes me more sad is that warriors can read the archives of Three House. That was a zero review. <laughs> <laughs> um. I give that review a zero. Anyway, I'm so sorry. You were saying. Oh, no. I, I, I just think it's a good game. And I think that um, the gameplay loop is really fun. And it doesn't get you bored because if you're bored with the fighting, then you can do the leveling up and the other stuff, which takes just as long. And it really becomes like this almost like RPG visual novel as you're trying to like max out your friendships with all the different characters and then when you yeah. max out a friendship you get to have a little cutscene with them that just has either a funny story or like a, a interesting like relationship story that just gives you more context about who these characters are um so you said it's, you said it's not boring because <laughs> no. unfortunately justin uh guillotti kikia from metacritic.com says boring and repetitive gameplay with big lack of content why nintendo have so many musu spinoffs with no purpose like this um so unfortunately your argument's been completely yeah, you're destroyed right, you're and, right. I, there's there's nothing um, i can do about that but i think i think when when you're looking at like playing a traditional warrior type of game, those can get boring and repetitive because it's just like you're doing the same thing. But like, yeah, it really is half story, half the gameplay in this one. Um, sure. The story's not as good as uh, Three Houses in general. Um, it's basically like an alternative world yeah. where the Three Houses don't have a giant religious dragon that takes over um, <laughs> in the midpoint. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> 
oh, <laughs> I, that's a, that, that, I really, oh. I, I, I really uh, summed up the three houses poorly. But that's basically what happens. There's this like midpoint when all the kids are at school and uh, the this evil force basically has been manipulating everyone to like hate each other, and they all hate each other. And a basically a religious dragon comes in and like push people back. That part's not in this game, but. They basically do all three of the houses do kind of separate and then fight each other and then come back. Um, I was worried that you wouldn't be able to recruit characters because this is the same type of thing when there's three different campaigns for each of the yeah. houses that you okay. get. Um, and I picked my um, uh, I, f- I should know the name of this the the blue guys. I picked the the, the Dimitri house because that's what I did in three uh, houses. So okay. Um, but I was worried because. Like some of my favorite characters, like my wife Petra, wasn't she was in a different house and I wanted to recruit her and I was worried I would do that. And then they have these like random fights that happen and like I'm fighting against the 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 red area and she pops up as an enemy and I was like, Oh no, I'm gonna kill her. Oh. But then you, but then there's like these like specific requirements that you can do that instead of defeating them, you can actually defeat them and recruit them. So oh, cool. you can st- you still recruit the, the some of the same characters. So I'm slowly starting to um, get all of my characters back. Um, I don't know if I can marry a character in this game, but um, we'll so see. I'm just looking at here. You've got the black eagles, the blue yep. lions, blue the lions. golden deer, and the Kentucky goblins, um, <laughs> which was I think the DLC one. Yeah, yeah. I did not choose the uh, uh, Kentucky goblins. This playthrough but i might come back yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Uh, see I, I will i am going to play this game uh it is my goal to play it in the next i don't know well um, which it, the three three houses or yeah sorry three houses okay three um, and then so and then confusing. i would probably play this afterwards um just if i if i like it enough so um with yeah. persona 5 strikers i was getting yeah. a lot of like comparisons between strikers and like this game with how mm-hmm. they kind of reimagine some of the the combat stuff for it but it's still basically uh what are these games called muso the muso game uh yeah you know it's interesting as you're talking about the combat stuff i was thinking about persona 5 strikers about how like they with with persona they really meticulously converted every single system that's in persona 5 into a muso game um so like all of the the moves that you have like are all in there um all of the like persona fusion stuff is all in there uh it's explained a little less well in strikers because i i think that they're kind of assuming that you've played persona 5 um and persona 5 like devotes you know like i don't know like a leisurely 15 hours or so to setting up every single system in the game right um but yeah it is like persona 5 strikers doesn't just feel like a persona game in terms of like what it looks like and like the characters and stuff but the fact that they really uh pretty meticulously included every single thing sounds at least to me like what you're talking about with this game where like all that stuff is included as well and just like this i would not recommend jumping into this game without playing through three houses um just because like there, there's enough context of who some of these characters are that they don't really set the characters up as well or know who they are or their relationships. And I just think it's cooler coming back after, oh my gosh, I am now seeing these characters from a different perspective. What are their stories? How do they change? I think that adds so much to it. Sure. So Okay, well. Good game. Oddly, uh, I, I really, really like it, and I, I plan on finishing it and seeing it through. Awesome. Well, uh, 
good to know. Also, uh, La La Hand on Metacritic, really rounding out the criticism here by saying a must-play game for people who hate Three Houses or love Last of Us 2, and I think you definitely fall in the last category. <laughs> um, so there you go. Is it uh, woke? Is it ruined by the woke mob? Is 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 that why people don't like it? Um, who's to say? Probably who's not. Who's to say? Who's? I mean, who it's knows? From out of Japan, so I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> there are definitely. So there are these like tea parties that you do that basically you have to like kind of guess based on their personality traits. You have to guess like the right answer to a question. They'll ask oh, you fun. something, and then you have to respond the correct way. And if you get three in a row, you get to have personal time with them. In which mm. you just basically get to stare at the character, um, mm-hmm. and they they don't like it. They, they literally sure. say things like, "You can leave any time." Are you trying oh, to gross. look for? Are <laughs> oh, you trying terrible. to look for weaknesses in my armor? No. Oh, like it's no. really it's it's uncomfy. I never hang out with people because of that because it's just like not even. It's not that's, good. That's 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 a big <laughs> ask, man. That is a big ask. So yeah, the woke people should be able to take uh, down Fire Emblem pretty easy. <laughs> finally the woke mob using their powers we're, for good. We're, we're making this sound like we're conservative pundits whatever um i've been playing more god of woke sorry god <laughs> of war <laughs> um see that's a good game because there's no lesbians in it unlike shitty last of us 2 uh, which was ruined by the woke mob yeah and um, and, and the biceps because you know girls can't have biceps uh, right um, last I checked, women don't have big arms, and so. Abby have big arm, and whatever. Um, gosh. Sorry, what are they talking about? God of War. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just in case you're not clear, those people are stupid. Oh, uh, last of Us Part 2 is amazing. Play it. Yes. Abby's actually um, a cool character. Yes. And her biceps are awesome. And anyway. I wish. I, I, I want her workout regimen, but I also don't want my father murdered. In a yeah, can I say you're wearing like a tank top right now, and it's kind of like the black tank top shoe, or she wears like a gray one throughout you the know, whole thing. So I just you're have my cosplay. I see it. I see it. I I'll see get it. there. I'll do a couple push-ups a day. Yeah, um, yeah. She probably just did one or two, huh? One or two. <laughs> anyway, so I'm playing God of War. Sorry, uh, off our soapboxes now. Um, that's a good game. I thought I was getting like I've been playing it for about 15 hours, and so like. I figured I was getting towards the end um, because I mean, without spoiling things, I got to a place where we were trying to get, and then it maybe turned out to be not what we were looking for. And then I did some more things in order to get our quest along. And I was like, okay, well we're like, I've got like almost end game gear. I've got like the Epic gear. It's all gold and, and I'm, I'm pretty souped up. I've almost, completely maxed out the skill tree and all that sort of stuff. And then I did just a quick, a cursory Google search being like, what's the mission? Like what missions are in this game? And I was like, Oh, I'm in like the first half. Still, <laughs> um, bring it on. Cause like, I love, like I'm really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, that is, um, what I've been up to. Did you go to the ice place yet? Ice place? No, no. Okay, cool. Just let me know when you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. Uh this is this is a good game. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's and yeah. like I, I, I think like while it, it can seem like that's a daunting thing that you have been playing so long and you're not quite done uh yet with it, 
I, I only think the game just keeps getting better. Um, and I think one of the things that I wish there were more of, but the ones that they have in here, uh, the boss fights are like some of the really cool standout moments of this. And you're, yeah. you're coming up to a couple really cool ones. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty exceptional. I really like, um, it's the kind of game that when I'm doing exploring stuff, it would be the type of game that I would probably want to like, I don't know, put a podcast on while I'm just doing like the, like pretty mindless exploring things, but they're always talking in a way that's not like irritating. They're not like just chirping at you all the time, but like there's constant like conversation that's going on and, um, like little bit tidbits of story that are happening that again, it's not like just random stuff. It's, it's pretty unique to like what you're looking at and it really makes it feel like it is a unique story and that anywhere you go is kind of significant. Uh, and anywhere you go could have one of those like really nice surprise moments. Um, I think this game really succeeds at doing that thing where like you do something in the game 100 times. You open a treasure chest 100 times. You get on your boat 100 times. But then like randomly one time, like something will jump out of the tre treasure chest instead of instead of there being treasure in it. And it it's just like really surprising in a really fresh way and it makes it feel like really handcrafted and that like every single thing is like put every where it needs to be um with with care and it's um a quality title and and i think like technically would you call it an open world game uh, yeah. you know it like i it feels no i no i i don't think it is but it's like a it's open and yeah. it's open-ended environments because, like, I think they do such a good job of, like, everywhere you go, there is something to look at or do or see. And it feels it feels so curated to a point where um, it, it just feels like the developers made everything so intentionally in the game. It's such a good yeah. game. I really, I really want to... I don't think I'll beat it again, but I do want to go back and play it um, before um, uh, Ragnarok comes out, which I'm hearing November, end of November rumors that's what they're some people are saying so that's what like a lot of people like david jaffe who's a person <laughs> uh he was the director of like the original god of war uh and and did like twisted metal and stuff like that and is no longer associated with the playstation brand let's leave it at that uh was tweeting out like when's this happening <laughs> And then he's, he's like, I've heard from two people. One person saying it's delayed to 2023. One person says it's coming out this year. What's going on with this? Huh. And then Corey Bar Barlog, who was the director of the God of War 2018, was like, I don't know what's going on with this. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. It's finally happening. But like, and it might be. But I'm sitting here like the, these two people are not involved with this game. <laughs> like, like, th like tangentially, like they are have like involvements with this franchise. But like with God of War Ragnarok, they're not a part of this at all, but... I, I do have to say, I think Sony's been handling this well, like, by yeah. not, like, when they did that initial delay, not, like... Did they have an initial delay? Didn't they say, like, early this year? Um, they were vague about it, and they just well, they, haven't... Yeah, it was vague. They just... They they didn't keep, like, over-promising things with it. Um, yes. Or, like, setting stuff up, and I think the silence is good, and if it is delayed, that that's fine. Um, and if it's not delayed, that's also fine. I don't think this game's going to sell less because we didn't know it was coming out, um, you know, a, like a year out. We'll be fine. It'll be fine. My, I'm excited. My, my worry is that it gets delayed into like spring 2023 and then it is next to Breath of the Wild 2, Starfield, 
<laughs> and Redfall, like whatever, all the, all the stuff that's meant to come out. Yeah. Um, that, that's not a bad thing that all those good games are coming out. It's just it'll if it, if it happens like that, it'll be like every week there's going to be a new massive drop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, I've not been playing a lot because I've also been trying to keep up with Miss Marvel, which I don't, have you watched at all? Yes, I'm caught up. Uh, the Wednesday's uh, Hitbox Day is when the next episode comes out, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah, I've watched the first three episodes, and um, if you've been sleeping on this one because of Obi Wan or whatever else, it's been a busy time. Uh, this is, in my opinion, probably it's not over yet, but so far it has been my favorite of the Marvel shows. I like it because you don't need to have a huge, full understanding of all the stuff that came before it to really enjoy it. Yeah. And I, I do worry that as Marvel keeps going on, um, eventually it's going to be one of those things that gets so hard to get into for people. But I think Miss Marvel, uh, from the way it looks, from the way, uh, you know, just the style of it, I think is really accessible to anyone who wants to get in to Marvel without having to start from scratch. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> my my dad and I when back when it was in theaters, we saw Doctor Strange, and like he's not like a big Marvel guy. Like he doesn't dislike him; he just hasn't seen them all. And he's like, I had no idea what that was happening, what, what that movie was about. And I was like, Yeah, it's fair. Anyway, uh, Justin, tell me about the quarry you're playing it. Yes, uh, uh, my fiance and I have been playing it. Uh, we've been playing it in the couch co-op mode. Oh, um, that's fun. And what that is for the listener is it is basically. At the beginning, you can uh, select the eight playable characters, mm -hmm. and then you can have as many players as you have on your couch and decide who will be controlling each of those characters. Um, so basically, uh, I picked four of them, uh, Claire picked four of them, and then whenever it gets to that new scene, it's like, all right, is player one ready? And then you just pass the controller to the person that needs to play it. Um, and this is something we did anyway uh, when we were playing Until Dawn. We just kind of like passed it around randomly. Yeah. But just to make it like something that's like a feature of it just kind of makes it cool. Um, and uh, it is such a good game. I am in love with it so far. Um, the thing that I'm really enjoying about this one is the mystery of it is more How than How far it are you? Uh, uh, chapter, I think we just got to chapter eight or we're almost done with chapter seven. Okay, sorry, go on. Um, so I think there's 10 chapters in an epilogue from what I was looking at. Uh, no epilogue, just 10 chapters. Okay, so ten, so we're getting right to the end of it, right? Yep. Um, but um, like actually discovering what the what is going on it has been a lot more fun than in Until Dawn. And I'm just going to mm -hmm. compare the two games back and forth because I think that's the easiest thing. Basically, if you like Until Dawn, you'll like this game. And I think there are... I heartily agree there's some pros and cons like there are things that until dawn does better some things that the quarry does better but ultimately if you really enjoy that experience or you like that experience you will like to play the quarry um but the until dawn story it started off to be like a kind of just like someone's like attacking these kids and like why and then you find out pretty early on but like it's also not something that you can discover yeah like um until Dawn kind of went in a few different directions with what it was trying to convince you was happening. Like yeah, it was a yeah. slash, it was like a, you know, like a slasher movie. And then it was, Oh, like it's a ghost story. And then like, Oh no, it's like a monster movie. Um, whereas this is pretty clear right away. What sort of thing is happening? Yeah. Uh, which I appreciate. And then also, um, 
like with what you just said with until dawn i think this is what you mean um for me personally there was no way i would ever have been able to guess what was happening until dawn until they like explained it yes whereas with this me and elena we were like oh hold on yeah like there's this thing and then there's this thing and then there's this thing and then lo and behold we were right but it's it's cool yeah it's just a much better crafted story i think um at least the way it's like given out to the to the player as you're going through it as you're making these kind of like oh and maybe i shouldn't do this with this character because i think this is what's going to happen and as you're starting as the player to make these like guesses about where the story is going that kind of influences your um actions and your choices too so it just makes me feel like i have more agency in what's playing in the game rather than it just being like random choices that come up um the other thing uh, about this game is it looks ugly. <laughs> you think so? You, you uh, texted me this and I, I forgot to respond. Tell me about that. It th- Specifically, even put up next to Until Dawn. It, I don't think it looks as good as Until Dawn. I think some of the environments look better in the quarry, but like the character models look better in Until Dawn. And I feel like the, mm. the quarry character models are very inconsistent. Um, like some of the characters look great, uh, and other times they look weird and like squishy people and it just doesn't like necessarily like flow. Like some of the character, like the characters that, you know, the actors for on most, some angles, they look spot on, like they're real, but then sometimes they like have a weird like angle and I'm like, are you really that person? Like what's going on here? (laughs) You look different. Yeah. Uh, Um, I agree. uh, Ugly is, like, maybe the wrong word. I mean, it still looks like a good game, but, like, I just think in comparison to the two, um, the uh, Until Dawn, like, just had a better, more interesting world to explore. I think that the snow of the, like, especially when you're walking outside uh, in Until Dawn, like, walking through the snow I thought was always really, really great. Because um, I also think they really nailed the sound effects of the snow and everything. Yeah. I know that's like a weird thing to notice, but I just remember like walking around hearing the snow crunch and being like, that's some good packing snow they're walking over. <laughs> like as a kid, like that's ideal <laughs> snowman weather, ideal snow fight, snowball fight. Um, but like, yeah, I, I do know what you mean. I would I would disagree. I, I do think that this is an excellent looking game with one exception of anytime they get in the water, it's like, wow, d- that is the kind of thing where this, they wrote the script and didn't think about it. And then they were like filming all the scenes with like the actors in the mocap suits. And they were like, Oh no, how do we do this? Cause these characters are swimming in the water and it's like, well, we can't put them in water to track their motion. So I guess we'll just, you know, do it ourselves, which isn't the end of the world. But then the actual like water of it looks just awful. But I do think that, um, a lot of the times you could probably screenshot this game and send it to someone and say like, Hey, is this a movie or is this a video game? And I think they might have trouble, to be completely honest with you. I think when you don't see a character. Well, I would even disagree with that. Like, I think that there are standout characters with what you said, right? I think uh, Justice Smith looks great. Uh, I think Brenda Song looks excellent. She's uh, Caitlin, I think, in the game. Um, she's got, like, the bob, the hair bob. Uh, uh, Justin Smith is the podcast guy. I think... Um, the guy who's who Justin Smith is always hanging out with um, looks great too. Dylan, but then well, yes, Dylan. I hate but Dylan. But then I, I think like Abby looks weird. I think um, who's the girl that's dating Jacob or what, like was was hooking up with Jacob? Emma. 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 
Emma. Emma looks bad. I, I agree with you. I think it's inconsistent. But what I do think is cool about it is that, or or maybe this is like the issue, is that we are getting to the point where graphics look are looking awesome. But the animation isn't up to par yet. And we yeah, talked about this, yeah, I think, yeah, with yeah. the with the that um, Unreal Five, uh, the Matrix demo thing, yes, where it's yes. like, whoa, that's Keanu Reeves, whoa, that's Carrie Ann Moss, but then they start like walking and talking, and it's like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that, that that perfectly encapsulates, I think, what I'm talking about too, um, like specifically like with the squishiness of of their bodies, they just look, it just doesn't like look normal. Yeah, <laughs> when they're moving, um, I would also just have hoped it would have been a slight upgrade from Until Dawn. I remember Until That's Dawn true. was like beautiful at the time; it still is, it still holds yeah. up. Um, and that was how many years ago? I think that was 2015. So, geez, seven. Right. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. Perspective. Are you? But all <laughs> in all, would you say that you are enjoying the quarry? Oh, absolutely. I love it. Um, I, I think it's I think it's really great and really interesting. And there's a lot of stuff that I was literally angry about because uh, like they uh, we I've been doing a lot more like as we're going through, we're like reading every clue, reading every like path updated thing that we can get. Yeah. And like there's some things that you, you do early on that just seem to be random. And I was first really upset because I'm like, oh, we didn't do this. We're going to we're going to kill a bunch of people. Um, and I think one you were talking about that one situation when there was a thing you didn't pick up that if you picked it up, you would have saved two characters, right? Yeah, there was one thing in chapter one that I needed to for chapter 10 when it's so, like, oh, cool. So I didn't. Oh, chapter 10. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you might. I think from my research one might need that but there is also another way anyway okay so but uh, but that's the thing there there are there are multiple ways to, there's ways to not get in the situation that yeah, i was in yeah like even if you mess something up you can still get out of it yes so um, i like it it's good Play I, I, it. I do too I'm, I'm excited to do another playthrough of that and see just how wacky it goes has anyone died yet no hmm? there you go everyone's still alive Congratulations for when, now. Yeah. When was when was your first death? What chapter? Uh, I don't remember. I'm gonna say actually, maybe I do remember. Yes, it was in chapter eight, and okay. it went from there. Although you, uh, the fact that no one has died yet, uh, people could have died for yeah, you yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point. Uh, several several people. Um, so yeah, uh, some of that for me felt earned, and like when I looked back at it, and then like. Other ones maybe didn't, but so it goes. So good game. it goes. Makes me want to try again. Uh, let's do a real quick Metacritic roundup here for Sonic Origins. Currently, Sonic Origins, which is a collection of um, classic Sonic games, that's Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic 2, Sonic CD, and then Sonic 3 and Knuckles, um, has a... The only console that has a score for it right now is PS5, which it has a 79 um, while it is scoring well, there is some controversy, a little bit about it, where the developer, one developer, uh, Simon Tomley or Thomley, uh, has come out and tweeted about talking about their frustrations with, uh, Sonic Origins, saying that there's some crazy bugs and, and things that, um, were not, 
they, they didn't have when they were making it, but have come out across the weeds since then due to uh, Sega introducing them potentially. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't played it. I've also heard people are upset about the fact that um, Sonic 3 doesn't have the music by My- Michael Jackson in it. Uh, I don't know if that was a conscious choice or a legal choice in terms of like, um, like copyright and whatever. But um, I know that some Sonic fans are not super stoked on this. Also, like Sega CD doesn't have the like the hidden cheat code menus that um, the game originally had, which is odd, especially considering that um, the rest of the games, Sonic One, Two, and Three, all have their own cheat code menus that were. In the original games, so I don't know. Is this the kind of game you'd play? No, I, I, I'm generally not into these kind of like remasters anyway, um, just because old games are old. Um, even even if- though things like, you know, like replay and stuff like that can generally help make old games more current. Um, I just wonder, uh, and I know Sega wasn't the one who like did this like remaster, but some of them are like, some of the allegations are like when Sega like got it back, they kind of made more issues with it right uh i'm so sorry say that again so like when um like the developer of the sonic origins was not sega initially they had a different studio yeah um, was this headcanon studios yeah headcanon studio and then sega like introduced a bunch of new bugs themselves to it <laughs> that yeah. weren't there so like i just worry about sega in general <laughs> and like I worry yeah. about uh, another Sonic game that's going to be coming out that yeah. looks like it could be potentially a buggy mess um, in Sonic Frontiers. So, is Frontiers? Uh, I think it's Sonic Horseshit, but I could be wrong. No, it, it is Frontiers. Um, also, <laughs> I misspoke. Sorry. Uh, Yuji Naka con- had confirmed on Twitter in June, or I guess last week, that Michael Jackson worked on the songs, which was rumored. Uh, and because Michael Jackson said he wanted to, uh, and then he has since um, taken that back, and and he said that um, I feel like I'm being misunderstood a lot, probably because I don't speak English and I'm using a translation tool. Sorry. So, I mean, fair. You do not <laughs> I mean, contribution I mean, to that. That is pretty fair. Yeah, it, it is a tough language. Anyway, Sonic Origins. Let's talk about other remasters, um, specifically Metroid Prime. I tweeted about this from the Hitbox account today. Uh, Jeff Grubb has gone on record a few times and said that uh, Metroid Prime, a remastered version of the trilogy, Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3, are ready to go, ready to be published by uh, Nintendo, uh, but they're just sitting on it. And then he has recently come out and said that he said he's been told, quote, pretty definitively that it would be coming out um, for metroid prime's 20th anniversary in november and and he's speaking specifically about the remaster of metroid prime 1 and that the metroid prime 2 and 3 remastered would be coming down the line at a later date and time what do you think we've talked about this a little bit before but uh i I don't think the new metroid prime 4 is coming out this year nope (laughs) agree Um, but um yeah i mean that's fine i don't know if i want to play it Uh, probably not uh I'll say this. I believe that a remastered version of the first game could come out. And we've said this a million times. I believe a a remastered version of the second game could come out on the Switch. 
doing the third game, all the devs that worked on it were like, this is impossible to bring to a game, a, a, a non-motion control console because we built this with motion controls at the core of its design. And I, I think my favorite, it's like a quotation that I really like. The developer was like, it would take a Herculean effort <laughs> to make this work. Um, so uh, I don't know. Uh, Jeff Grubb has a pretty good track record. And by pretty good, I mean like a really good track record when it comes to predicting these sorts of things. Um, so it's like, it's hard to say that like, oh, he's just wrong. Um, and, and I have not spoken directly to people who might be involved with this as he claims to have done. Um, do do but, yeah. uh, uh, Metroid Prime 1 and 2 came out for the GameCube? Yep. And then Metroid Prime 3 was for the Wii, right? And I so there were, yeah, go on. I, I do wonder if they would do something like, I mean, they've in the past ported games that had motion controls heavily in mind, like yeah. um, Skyward Sword. They really example. did like went around that. But I remember in Mario, the Mario Galaxy in that yeah. collection they set out, they, they had alternative settings, but they also allowed you to use a Joy-Con to do some of the motion control stuff, right? Yeah, um, I thought it was like, if you wanted, you could p- take a Joy-Con off and then just like point it at your screen. So I wonder if they could just do something like that. Maybe they don't even like necessarily have like a full like button remap situation, but they just require you to play it with your Joy-Cons instead of the controller. Um, and they pack it with two because it's like, well, you get this game and this one. It's not like traditional. I don't know, but, but there are ways to do it, but... I don't know. I agree with you. They could do that. But the problem is the Switch Lite. They're like they are, at least from what it seems like to me, extraordinarily hesitant to do anything that's motion control required because you need the Joy-Cons. Um, Switch Sports, as a counterexample to what I'm talking about, um, you can play on the Switch Lite, but you need to have additional Joy-Cons um, to, to use for it. Uh, and I think that just people don't like that very much because they want to be able to play the games on the console that they bought. Um, so it is it is possible that, that it could come out like that. And again, um, I'm not claiming to know more than Jeff Grubb, obviously. But... Um, Rude. <laughs> but it's also like, I mean, this this is one of those stories that just like, I don't know, every six to seven months just circ- circulates where someone somewhere says, I think they've got this Prime trilogy uh, coming out. And it's <laughs> like, I don't I, I know did, how to I do to have the Prime trilogy for the Wii U, I think. Yes. And and so uh, in that interview where they talk, where that one developer was like, it would be so hard to bring this to a non-motion control platform. Um, they talked about why it was easy to bring motion controls to Metroid Prime 1 and 2 to put that on the Wii um, just because it's like, well, all you need to do is just change the aiming and then like, there you go, as opposed to... And with the Wii U, um, part of what they did was it basically had a Wii emulator in it. So if you went back to play Wii games, it would literally open... You'd have to go into an emulator that was like an app on your Wii U that you go to play it. So I'd have to play those Prime games through that emulator I don't know if that was for the Wii U or if it was for the Wii, the trilogy. Uh, I thought it was for the Wii. Then I must have been playing it through the emulator or whatever. Yeah. But it worked fine on there. But I did have to use my uh, motion controller on the Wii U, which wasn't preferred. Yeah. 
and again, I, I like I hope I'm wrong and I hope that he's right and that they were coming out. Um, but it's one of those things that he, I feel like he's said a few times and, you know, who knows? It might, it, it, he's got a good track record. So, yeah, but, um, I, I don't not tell. want these, Time I don't not want tell. these games to come out because they're good games, but, uh, other Metroid news, Justin, you see this So sp- other giant bomb member, even, uh, Dan Reichert, who is, um, I guess if you could call him maybe the human embodiment of chaos. (laughs) Uh, um, Read read his book. You'll definitely agree with that. uh, He like, like I think he would probably go on record as a certified crazy person. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He uh, tweeted this out. uh, Oh, yesterday. Um, This is a picture of John Cena sitting, playing uh, a, a switch and, this is like, I don't know, some sort of uh, promotional photo shoot. Uh, so he said this during this photo shoot in 2017, Cena repeatedly told the Nintendo reps how much he wanted a new 2D Metroid. When Metroid Dread came out years later, he was sent a copy. Cena's people sent an email back saying John loves it. Congratulations, John Cena. I'm glad you enjoyed Metroid Dread. I think I do have to say, I think uh, like a personal note from John Cena just saying I loved it. Would have meant a little bit more than coming from <laughs> like his my rep. people said, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's funny. Um, so maybe we have him to thank. Perhaps, maybe he was. They were waiting on the go ahead from him, and then in 2017, he was like, "All right, everyone, let's 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 do this." What if he really wants to play Samus in the movie version, but he never got to the end of the first game? Or really yeah, any so, game. So he, he, he doesn't know. The, yeah, um, that's a great point. Uh, I, I think he's got the shoulders for it. Definitely. You know he doesn't I mean? even need a suit. Like, no, he doesn't even need that. They just spray paint him a different color. Uh, you know, like the orange and... and It's just orange? It's like orange and red? Yeah, orange, red, yellow, green. And then there's the purple one, the, purple. the gravity one. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah he's, he's got the bod for it. That's... <laughs> sure let's talk about Hideo Kojima this man's my favorite like I just like to hear about him because he's he's always getting up to shenanigans he's he's one of the like the he's like a rock star of video games you know what I mean like he's just like a celebrity in a video like as a video game developer and there's not enough of those if you ask me yeah I I would probably agree with that he tweeted this out I watched the first eight episodes of season one of the boys which is Amazon's superhero satire show um the concept was the same uh black anti-hero story in which a superhero and human face off but the setting gimmicks and tone were very different from what i had in mind for my previous projects so he's basically just saying like i had an idea for like a a satire um like a very grim satire of a superhero versus a regular human um which is the concept of the boys but yeah, he, um, uh, he said he basically had this idea and put on hold uh, in another tweet. He said um, the concept was similar to the boys, but different settings and tricks. A buddy male female thing with a special detective squad facing off against legendary heroes behind the scenes. I was thinking of Mads as the lead character. Of course he was. And let me tell you, I want it, I want that game. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Like Hideo Kojima, I imagine, would probably do his own weird thing with this. Um, uh, do you watch the boys? No, I don't. I probably will once I move because my roommate uh, loves it. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I do not. 
All right. Uh, I, I, there, there are some very graphic, gross things in the show, but it's a really good show. And the thing I like about it is it does such a good job of like satire and making comments about like current events and everything like that. And like th- Kojima also is really good yep. at satire and making commentary about Western society, America and stuff like that. And I think it would just be really interesting to see how he would kind of go at superheroes. Um, yeah. Uh, much like how the boys did. Um, I do have to say the boy, like there are several parts I have to turn away when watching the boys, like literally. <laughs> like uh, why? Like you said, it's a like gross. Is it just a like graphic and violent? Y- yes. Um, the episode that came out this week and uh, was called Hero Gasm. Yeah, and, I'd seen that. And basically um, one of the, the, the kind of, the hero gasm is a thing that happens every year where superheroes go to just have an orgy. Oh. And you see a lot of things at this orgy. Oh. It was also one of the best like TV episodes <laughs> I've ever watched. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you just say? It was also one of the best TV episodes I've ever watched. I thought I could have sworn I was <laughs> You were like, it's one of the best orgies I've ever oh, watched. Oh, yeah, top orgy. But, like, it wasn't because of the orgy. Like, there, it was, like, just, like, how everything happened. Like, it felt like this was, like, the climactic final episode of a season or something I like that. I love the way you worded that. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah. So, like, I, here's my question for the boys. The reason I have not watched this is because um, I... <laughs> The world has been a very bleak place for the past two and some change years, uh, and has, as we've sort of seen in the past week, uh, getting worse. And I personally, like, how, how it seems a little cynical to me in a way that I don't need in my life. Is it? Is it the kind of thing that would make me sad watching? I don't think so because you you do have the the group of people who their job is basically taking down the soups who are like have become these like power crazed people, and you have uh basically this group of non supers who are going to take them down. And there's like you know obviously like bad things happen to the good guys frequently, but like it's still moving in a direction where they are getting things accomplished. So you don't feel like it's a total like hellscape, even though things keep getting worse. But like mm. there is like I guess kind of hope and character development i think it's written really well too a lot of these i think it'd be really easy for the show to just be kind of like not written well and just rely so much on the effects and the gore and the just sensationalism of everything but the setup of these characters and really homelander is like probably one of the best villains ever portrayed in media okay okay yeah okay that's that's the whole thing it's like i I just struggle with like oh that's why i haven't watched the handmaid's tale like I just, it's just it's also bleak for me right that someone tells me it's any good. more of that in my life it's like i just can't so speaking of the last of us <laughs> yeah that's the thing right <laughs> like oh man um speaking of of bleak video games <laughs> i guess continuing that uh from software's next game apparently is nearly done according to a, an interview done by 4Gamer, which is like a Japanese uh, gaming website that I personally had never heard of, uh, between 4Gamer and Hidetaki, sorry, Hidetaka Miyazaki, who is, of course, the director of, um, like, all of From Software's recent catalog, uh, I think barring Dark Souls 2. But um, this unannounced game is nearly done, and that's, that's exciting. That's, That's interesting to me. 
Yeah, because he said development is currently in the final stages. That is a very vague sentiment, right? That could mean it's got another year left on it, um, you know, or, or even more. But um, what do you think? Do you think we need another FromSoft game right now? I, I think, uh, I mean, I would assume uh, a lot of people are talking about how this is going to be a new Armored Core game. Have you ever played Armored Core? No, but I, I'm familiar. They're I'm like guessing the mecha it's games. like Max, right? Yeah. I think if From Software is going to come out with another game so soon, having a game that is such a departure from the Souls Ring yes. type of games, I think that'll be fine. Um, I think in the interview, they also were talking a little bit about how he is going to be less involved in all the projects. Like he's going to have other people come in as being game directors too. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you're if you're really looking at From Software, they're, they've been a big successful company but elden ring has like probably gotten the money and funding and public perception to like be not just from software's makers of souls games but being another big publisher and developer so yeah. by using the resources they got from uh elden ring and the money and the and the acclaim from it they could probably start a bunch of different projects and maybe you know every year we get another type of from game that is not just souls it is different different voices different developers different things so i'm excited for it and i think you know even if you look at uh sekiro versus a souls game i think those games are very different from each other um yes. and they play very different and they look very different they feel different from each other um that i don't think people would mind getting a game like that every year and i don't think they get sick of them that's fair because I, I agree with you um in terms of like they need to do something that's not like a dark souls game because for me, it's like Elden Ring kind of felt like the last one. You, you <laughs> know what I mean? Just like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, where do you go from here? You you have like blown the lid off of this. Not because it's not a Dark Souls game, obviously, but like you've blown a lid off of this type of game that you've been making for so long in such a way that it's like, I don't even know what you do with this now. Um, but then so like if you were going to do a Sekiro or even a Bloodborne, because that's different enough, I think. Um Th then you would have to that's what you would have to do now now that you've got Elden Ring out so I think that your your analysis here on having it be a new armored core game which apparently there are some some been some leaks on the fact that that's in the works uh that would make sense but uh I, I would be curious to see what the reception is to a new armored core game if it's not like any of the work that they've done in the over the past 10 years or so um just because they have been whether you like dark souls games or not and like the souls like genre in general or not i think it's pretty unmistakable that from software is the company that makes them the best would you agree oh yeah absolutely and and like you know you can try what is it called mortal shell or you can try neo or whatever but like from software just knocks all those those people out of the water um i don't remember exactly where i was going with this but yeah i i think it should be something different and not more of their particular flavor because people are so high on elden ring right now and they could ride that for a long time yeah i think so and i, I think one thing about elden ring too is how people are talking about it so much and streaming it so much and then it's not as like talked about now and i don't think it's because the game like is bad suddenly it's just that people want more and there's not more you know um yeah. so i i still think the market would speak to having even if it was another souls game 
uh, more of that. Every time I talk about Elden Ring, I'm like, I should go and replay Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, I don't have the time, personally. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I uh, don't have time to finish it. <laughs> no. Uh, how far did you get? Did you end up getting? Uh, I got to that plateau area. It's like the... Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and I was exploring that. That was in the dancing village with all the, the hags. Um, and then I was like, I don't think I should be here right now. You got pretty far, man. That's like, I would say, in my experience, you are, like, that's the, that's the halfway point. Okay, I'm like right outside of the the uh, palace, the capital center, city. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, so. like I said, that's about the halfway point. If, if I had to call it. Um, which I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you watch the Xenoblade Direct, Justin? I did. What'd you think? Uh, it looks like more Xenoblade, and I think that's a good thing. Um, I'm actually more interested to hear your thoughts on it if you not being a Xenoblade fan like me, who they could literally just say, this is coming out tomorrow, no context, I would play this game. Did that sell you? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, in a major way. I... I um, I've never watched Xenoblade being played other than I've watched people running around very big open fields. Um, and like, that's not a turnoff for me. It's just not the game, right? Like I just didn't right. know what the game would be like. And the way that the combat was working and the, the different options you had for that looked great. And yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about it other than I was definitely sold by that Nintendo direct. Yeah, I think it looks awesome. I think uh, it'll be interesting. I, I am going to miss the kind of blade system from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Okay. I'll be interested to see how they add on to that or change what, what they're doing with the combat from it. I mean, it looks like pretty, like, I don't, it looks like a pretty standard kind of, like, action-y RPG. And I think the Pokemon-esque system of the of the blades in Xenoblade 2 was, was fun. Um, mm -hmm. that I, I hope they replace something to make that still fun. Uh, but I think it looks great. There's more of it. I'm excited. Um, I do want to do a quick read of the ESRB um, rating for Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, oh, is there stuff in there? Well, it's rated T for teen, but like some of it is just okay, very... Okay, I'm old enough. Yeah, you're old enough. Okay. <clears throat> These are, so Stop because I'm 18. So... <laughs> 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 so for those of you who don't know, the ESRB, whenever they get uh, a game uh, for rating, uh, the the company has to send them basically like all of the controversial parts of the game that they think could be controversial. And then the ESRB has to look at that footage and then make a determination about what the the uh, rating should be. And they also come out with like a, a paragraph explaining like why they gave it the rating they did. Um, sometimes this actually creates some spoilers for certain video games because they'll like tell you about gameplay mechanics and stuff that haven't been like announced or anything. But in this case, I just think it's funny. So uh, they say, <clears throat> this is a role-playing game in which players follow fighters through a conflict between two nations. From a third-person perspective, players compete quests and engage in melee battle against enemies, animals, creatures, human boss characters. Combat is highlighted by impact sounds, explosions, and cries of pain. Cutscenes depict further instances of violence, characters impaled by swords, a character shooting herself off screen, a man stabbing himself off screen, a handful of scenes depicting blood, droplets falling from a wounded character, drips of blood on a character's face. Some fantasy characters' creatures are designed with revealing armor and or anatomy. Example, deep cleavage, partially exposed breasts. The yeah, words shit, finally. arsehole, and bitch appear in the dialogue, and I did not 
that's arsehole, not asshole. Uh, it's the, that's the old English, man. So f- I also think this could be a fun game about guessing the game based on its ESRB <laughs> description. <laughs> oh, we'll do that. We'll do that for sure, Justin. That's actually awesome. That's a great idea. Um, uh, but yeah, so Drips of Blood and Deep Cleavage will be giving this a finally, T for T. Yep, yep, yep. Finally, an anime game with Drips of Blood and Deep Cleavage. There's, they don't have those anymore. Not a they single one them. out like that. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm going to play this game. Not for the Deep Cleavage, but... F- for the game and the blood um, yeah i i'm actually showing up for the blood i can't wait for drips of blood um yeah what a uh i i it, it looks cool um i was into the style of the main cast uh, i also think it's one it's a great example of a video game you know people talk about like um how the switch is not a technically impressive machine in terms of its processing power uh, that's true, and and people like to cite games like you know Pokemon Legends Arceus, which, regardless of how you feel about the game, I think you can everyone can agree, it's not a good looking game. Would you agree with that? No, 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 no. No, you would not agree, or oh, it's not a good looking game. Oh yeah, I, no, I agree uh, with that. It's just not a good looking game. I yeah. see. But then you have games like Breath of the Wild, and and like that is a game that has a an art style that really works, and and I think works per- perfectly well on the Switch hardware. I may be borrowing from a handful of places, um, but this game I was impressed with its visuals and just like uh, seeing it and going like, yeah, maybe the ground textures aren't like stunning, but at the end of the day, like the art style picks up for that in the same way that something like breath of the wild or Mario Odyssey is able to do where it's like, not like technically rendering all these things. Like you, you don't see the individual pores on the characters faces in the same way you do with any like the Sony first party games or whatever. Um, but it is still, uh, like it's a good looking game because of that, because it figured out a way to get around that. Just a quick counter to that. Xenoblade Chronicles two looks not great. Um, and it also didn't run very good. So I would hope that would be something that they can fit. They fixed, you mm-hmm. know, like developing for the switch for as long as they have. Um, so that would be one thing. I mean, I don't play games on my switch because I care about graphics. I play them cause I want no. g- gameplay and story and stuff like that. And the actual like cut scenes are always done really well. So I'm excited all the same, even if, uh, there is some pop in, uh, and, uh, fuzzy backgrounds, I can survive. It's not what makes a game good, believe it or not. Nope, it's, <laughs> Contrary it's to the, what a lot of people on the internet want to tell you. Is it the the partially exposed breasts? How partially exposed do you think? Well, if it's rated T, probably not that part. I don't like I guess I that's a little vague for me. Is that just like I I've never okay, full disclosure, I have no I've never like my exposure to, to this game series is that direct, pretty much. So if I <laughs> Uh, just ha- have you played Smash Ultimate? Yeah, are there characters in that? Yeah, Pyra and Mithra. Oh no! Yeah, they had to edit <laughs> oh. them so they could be in Smash. Okay, I googled Xenoblade. You- you'll find some things, I'm sure. I oh, who's this Ice Lady? Okay, yes, yes. Um, were these rated T? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I I typed in Xenoblade and, and uh, the first search is Xenoblade body pillows. Did you click on it? I mean, I mean, look. 
Um, I was I was kind of goofing and gaffing it up early when we were talking about this, but yeah, okay, I see why. I was joking, being like, "Well, that's a ridiculous oh. thing to have." <laughs> <laughs> now I look a fool. Oh no, yeah, there are some. I would I would call this deep cleavage. <laughs> some of the images I'm sort of seeing here. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of goofing it up, but no, uh, <laughs> this is. These are real images. Proud of you, Xenoblade fans. Uh, I guess I don't. Now I'm embarrassed because I. Anyway, whatever. Uh, let's talk about Chris Pratt and the Mario movie, shall we? <laughs> um, yes. It's not coming on until like April, is it? Like, that they, they got pushed a while back, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I heard the uh, report that's like, what, 75% done? What does that mean? Right? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> There's like Twitter accounts that do like that for games about like percent done. Uh, and it's like, I don't like, like that's a weird way. Like you can't measure it like that. It's not like done like frame by frame. It's, it's well, maybe it's thing. like literally just rendering and it's at 75 oh, yeah. percent. And, and, and they know how really long yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. know how long it's going to take. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Um, yeah. So Chris Pratt, uh, no one's ever asked him about it, but um Variety did. Variety, that's the journalism you go for, for in-depth, hard-hitting interviews with Chris Pratt about the voice of Mario Mario, um, which, as we all can attest to, is the canonical last name of Mario. Um, So, I'm just going to read this sentence verbatim, and I just want to talk about it, and then we'll get into it a little bit deeper. According to Chris Pratt, his voice performance as Mario in the upcoming feature adaptation of the Super Mario Bros. video game will be, quote, Unlike anything you've heard, end quote. What does that mean? I, Justin, I, like, Popcorn Justin, what does that mean? Like, unlike anything, is it like human words? Is it like a new language? It's unknowable. It's, it's, it's like, like <laughs> he opened his mouth and, oh. <laughs> alien speak. It's like the it, end of It makes every dog in your neighborhood, like, run away. Like, it's yeah. just like a... <laughs> There's tails between their legs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, th- That's, uh, like... I th- what I think he means, because then uh, I-, I can read a little bit deeper here, but what I think he means here is that, like, it's not going to be, like, the Charles Martinet, like, oh, kind of, that was a really good, was that, that was really that, good? That was. I okay, think thank you. you have an alternate career, and that mm. is the backup Mario voice. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I-, I think what he means is it's just not going to be, like, the Charles Martinet Mario voice, which I'll say it, and we said this before, I'm sure. Uh, I think that's probably good. <laughs> it's a me. Like that's like I don't know the whole. Do you movie want an like hour that? and a half? Right. That's the thing. Like I get, I get Charles Martinet. Like respect him. Like like the man's been doing that and the voices for like every other character in that game in that series forever. Um, but like we don't. You don't want a full length movie of that. What would that be? Um, terrible. It's what it would be. be. Loud. Like, yes. Very and loud. Then like, and then because that means every other character would be doing that, right? Because then like you've got Luigi doing the same thing, but he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, you know, like it's just like a little bit more nasally. Like you don't want that. So while I don't, while I think Chris Pratt as a choice is an odd one and hysterical, it's like I. It, I I just don't know what what the vibe of this movie is going to be, and yeah. I, maybe that would help, like to like just kind of know. But like, if it's just going to be him being Chris Pratt, first of all, like, what do you like? That doesn't seem like 
going to be a good movie. <laughs> I don't yeah, imagine Mario sounding like Chris Pratt. Like he's going to have to do a voice. That's the thing, because we do like we have a, a conception as to what he sounds like. And so if they don't address that at all, it'll be weird. For we talked about this without a doubt, but it's gonna be I imagine it'll be like it starts and it'll be like beep 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 bam and then he starts doing it and then he goes like let's go you know and then the director's like cut and then it's a movie or like a, <laughs> it's like a play or, or you know to be like a tv show or something and then he goes and he's like <clears throat> all right anyway i'm chris pratt let's go what Do whatever I, I mean maybe you just wrote the movie no dude this is just like the most predictable like wreck it ralph ass shit like <laughs> you know what i mean like like they all go like go-karting and they, there's going to be a montage of him wanting something more he's going to talk to the guy who plays luigi and charlie day is going to be there you know, and it's going to be like, don't you ever want anything more? And he's like, why would I want anything more than this? And you get a montage set to one is the loneliest number of them go karting and playing tennis and playing soccer. Right. Like, and then he's going to go and he's going to fo- he's going to follow. He's going to fall in love with um, who's the Paulina from the original so Donkey do, you, Kong? do you hear that knocking? I think Miyamoto's literally at your door. He's like, here, take this money, write this movie. <laughs> I could do it. Mean, it's just it's just like the most predictable, like if I had the Mario movie, this is what I would do with it. Right? Like, am I wrong? Oh no, I mean I, I would watch that movie probably. Yeah. I'm gonna watch a movie regardless, but yeah. what do you think Mia like do you think Miyamoto, like when he would come to your house offering you this job, would his voice sound like Chris Pratt? He'd like speak perfect English. <laughs> he just opens his mouth and it's like his mouth doesn't move, but it's just like the sound of Chris <laughs> Pratt talking to me. Um Yeah. Uh so let, let me read you what he what Mr. Pratt, excuse me, has um said a, a little bit more in depth here in regards to it's it being unlike anything you've ever heard. Um so I worked really. Cl- this is a quote from him. I worked really closely with directors, uh, with the directors, and trying a few things out, and landed on something I'm really proud of, and can't wait for people to see and hear. Pratt said, "It's an animated voiceover narrative. It's not a live action movie. I'm not going to be wearing a plumber suit running all over. I'm providing a voice for an animated character, and it's updated and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. That makes sense if it is." Like, not a regular Chris Pratt voice. It sounds like he's not just doing one if he said that he worked really closely with the directors and stuff and, like, trying a few things out. Um, But uh, unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before would just be someone speaking plain English directly full sentences, right? And not just being like, oh, doggy. Like, (laughs) 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 Uh, what do you think? Uh, What do you think about this? I I mean, I... I just this movie is going to be either really good or really average. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it'll be bad, but it'll yeah. just be like either good or average. Uh, what is the studio making it? Illumination. They're the minion people. I we mean, talked about this. Yeah, because you talked. We talked about I, like how much this will make, and yeah, I'm, you I'm were. Just, I'm just picturing the Goombas now. <laughs> the Goomba movie. Yeah. The, oh my god! It's like they're the new minions if they make Goombas just like like ridiculous. Or what if they go with a cannon? Uh, explanation of the of the of the blocks and how oh, all the blocks that they're petrified like toads yep, or whatever. Yep, yeah, but what if they do that? That'd be horrifying. Maybe it'll just yeah. be a horror movie. Finally, his his head like <laughs> sort of like 
breaks itself open and like an alien like bursts out of the top of him or there's a scene when literally someone like at the beginning of mario 64 like moves his face around and like moves it to make it all like gooey oh yeah sure um yeah. or it's like one of those youtube poops where he jumps on the goomba and the goomba's like oh fuck you know what i mean like <laughs> like trying to be really gritty and because <laughs> it's like 2005 and it's on newgrounds.com just like what the fuck <laughs> um yeah, here's the here's the thing that I just can't get over. Like the the thing that I'm having a hard time really wrapping my brain around is Chris Pratt as Mario. Okay, I'm sort of like I can sort of see that. Like based on on this of it just being like you know uh, him doing a voice, but it's not gonna be the Mario voice, and it's gonna be like y- you know unlike anything we've ever heard because it'll probably just be like a regular guy speaking English. Like okay, I can I can sort of wrap my mind around that. But then like the additional information of. Oh, and also Anya Taylor-Joy, Jack Black, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, Fred Armisen, and Sebastian Maniscalco are all going to be there as well, doing their own voices for all of these other characters. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. What's Keegan-Michael Key going to sound like as Toad? It better be just him. Like, Are they going to do it very straight? I it, hope so. Of, I really like, hope it. I hope so. Of, of like hey toad or however mario's gonna sound and then uh, it's just keegan michael key being like oh what's what's going on man like, <laughs> <laughs> the only the only casting on here i think that is like totally out of this world great uh like on the money is jack black yeah, and maybe yeah. seth rogan but like i i think with those two actors cast as those two characters it really makes you think like what the vibe of the movie is going to be yeah I, I kind of get it. Like, I kind of see that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll say it's weird, though, that Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong, because Donkey Kong is not, like, an audible character. He just does, like, the monkey noises. He's going to have to talk, Do right? you think that's going to be a joke? So in, <laughs> in my version of the movie, they start the movie, and he's, like, doing all, like, the regular Mario stuff, and then, like, Seth Rogen's there, like, woo you know, doing, like, the I Donkey really, Kong sounds. That could be really funny. Like, and like, then, like he only acts with a voice? Yeah, well, and then they cut, and it's, like, he goes up to the director and he's like, can I have some like lines? This is degrading. Like, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, and everyone else gets to wear clothes and I've just got this tie on. It's covering my dick. <laughs> it's just like super R rated. <laughs> whatever. Um, Mario uh, movie. Let's see it in April. Yeah, I want to see it more. I want to see it more now. <laughs> we talked about this for sure, but this is going to be like, make a lot of money. Yeah. Like 10 bucks. Probably. Yeah. If if you love this movie, how many times are you going to see it? Once. In theaters. Once? Okay. Yeah, I'm not a multiple theater kind of person. One yeah. and done. Okay. Uh, should we... This is probably illegal, so maybe I shouldn't say it on the podcast. When this movie comes out, should we do an episode while the movie's happening? Should we go to the theater? And, and, like, <laughs> and like, give like, live commentary? It. And it's literally what you said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd be so mad. I'd be so... No, I wouldn't. Because like I said, it's just... It's, it's, it's super low-hanging fruit in terms of what this movie not that that's bad watch out yoshi might take that fruit you know what i mean is yoshi in it i don't think so but like does yoshi have a sound well they he goes what if they had like all of like the the characters and they're like in a squeaky toy as yoshi and they just (laughs) that's the only character they have yeah well doesn't he also go like yeah, yeah, that's how the uh, the uh, more modern version has become instead of just sure. a squeaky one. Like I'm thinking of like Mario Kart 64. It just used to be like a squeaky toy. 
Yeah. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 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 Um, and there's like there's like multiple Yoshi, aren't there? Are these going to be seen where they're riding on a bunch of different colored Yoshi, at like towards the end of the movie? I hope so. Here's okay. Here's a game. All right, we're gonna take thirty seconds, and I want you to think really hard about what the tagline for the Mario movie should be. I think there probably is one. Actually, in fact, let me look. Let me look. Okay. Mario movie tagline. Is this real? Oh, no, this is from 1993, because this one is, this ain't no game, it's a live-action thrill ride. <laughs> That's a horrible tagline. That's like, it's like a description. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, like, I'm trying to think, Mario movie 2022, and then, like, images for the poster. So, like, what would the tagline be? <laughs> well, there's a lot of ones that, like, people made themselves, where there's one that says, let's go, and then the one that says, okie dokie, for Luigi. <laughs> um... Yeah, okay. It looks like there is not a tagline for this. So we're going to take 30 seconds. Uh, I'm going to set a timer. And we're going to write a tagline for this. Okay, I got it. Okay, so let me, let me, okay. Uh, 30 seconds. Three, two, one, go. It's a long 30 seconds. All right, what's up? Okay. You got one? Uh, I got two. One, one One is like stupid and the other one is sexual. Do you want to hear the sexual one first? <laughs> no, stupid one first. Save okay. the list for last. Stupid one. It's a me, a Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. That that goes along with one of mine, which I also had two. Neither is sexual though. Uh, one of them is just straight up the princess is in another castle, okay, and then that's you just good. like that's get good. like a really dramatic like just his back silhouetted, you know, in front of a castle. So like so hit me with your second one. Um. Don't ride your friends. Love Yoshi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I also um I I like that. The second one the second one like wasn't like a fully formed thought for me. It was just like something about like the princess something about like this princess saves herself or something like that. But that's a different movie. You know what I mean? That's a movie about Princess Peach. Where she's like tired of being saved in in whatever, and so she's gonna take matters in her own hands, which is exactly the plot of Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. I'm coming to to remember. Yes. What kind of plumbing does a castle have? Like, what what was Mario like doing? Like, how did he live in a castle? I thought he lived in uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, he did. Was that his home? I thought he was from I Brooklyn. Right. It's confusing. Right. Yeah, at the beginning, castles of, don't have plum. They just have holes, right? And shoots right, and, buckets. and apparently pictures that you can jump into and do things in. Yeah. So I don't Maybe know. And does he travel to Peach's castle through a pipe? Is that how he gets there? That that was my understanding. Is that he doesn't live in the Mushroom Kingdom? That him and Luigi just like go there. Uh, and, and so like, my understanding was that he's not from there, but he would just go. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. because he's not a Goomba, <laughs> you right? Like you know, like, not Goomba, like a Toad. He's he's is he? No, he's different. He's got like a nose, and Toad doesn't have a nose. He's got like different eyes. Mario does. Yeah, is he from New Dock City? Maybe. No, because the people he stands next to are not what he is. 
there's a lot of inconsistencies in the Mario world that I don't quite get, but you know what? Maybe the movie will address all of them and it'll come to a nice like conclusion about where everything is. Yeah, yeah. What kind of power-ups do you think he's going to get in the movie? Oh, he's going to get mushrooms, but he's going to get the wrong mushrooms from Donkey Kong and then he's going to get Oh, do you high. think yeah, it's just going to be like yeah. Donkey Kong shows up, Seth Rogen, he's like goes, you know, they they're like <laughs> I don't have a Seth Rogen impression, but it's like, "Hey man, I got some I got some some mushrooms." And then we get like one of like the obligatory like the characters are high scene, yep, you know what yep, I mean? yep, and you've got yep. like some reggae song playing and <laughs> this is just like the, the shittiest movie <laughs> like yeah whatever donkey kong's playing the, the the donkey konga bongos i really think this is how movies get written like <laughs> that, it's just people just spitballing just I like have an idea how do we connect them and they just find yeah. a loose way to connect all the scenes mario's sitting there like i really think i'm meant for something more and donkey kong's like you mean you want more and he's like no <laughs> no you ape you complete buffoon anyway hey thanks so much for listening <laughs> to the ramblings of two of two future mario movie consultants maybe they'll call us up for the sequel who knows um, i'm sure that's a good paying job uh yeah i imagine so like even like a catered lunch would be enough yeah you know i do it for free yeah and then the second one is where you really make yeah, yeah. Once once you knock it out of the park with the first one, then the second one yeah. you come back in, make your money, get a get a yeah. an agent. Yeah. Do you want to? Would you? If I said Justin, we have to write the Mario movie. Maybe we should. Actually, Just, we're gonna <laughs> save that idea. We're gonna okay. save that idea. Um, <laughs> we're gonna write synopsises for the Mario movie. Got it. Um, love so it. Look, love look it. forward to that in the future. But uh, for right now, I'm thanking you so much for listening to our little podcast that we do. I had a lot of fun doing this. I don't mean to speak for Justin, but I'm going to assume he did too because he comes back and talks to me every single week about this stuff. So if you're not already, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at HitboxPod. You can send us a DM. You can tweet at us anything you thought about today's episode, um, whether that is... Uh, the Mario movie, uh, Metroid coming to this, like more Metroid games coming to the Switch, um, Hideo Kojima and the boys, really anything. Uh, the Quarry, if you've got thoughts on that, go ahead and let us know. We want to hear about it. No, try to avoid spoilers because Justin hasn't finished it, but um, general thoughts on it, we'd love to hear about. Other than that, you can also you can send that to us on Twitter or you can email us at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you're probably listening to this on any number of podcast uh, listening platforms on your phone or your computer or what have you. Go ahead and give us a follow or a subscription on there, really whatever verbiage they use. And then also, go ahead and give us a little review. Five stars would be great. I mean, that's always fun to see. Um, but it, it, um, again, I say this all the time. I'm not your dad. Like, do whatever you want, you know. Um, Justin, am I, am I forgetting anything here at the end of our show? I'm just hoping you didn't forget one of your children again. One of my children? What if, what if one of your children is listening to this and you just told them you're not their dad? That's going to have a lot of... Oh, uh, yeah, shoot. It could be any number of my eight children that's yeah. listening to this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some major damage control um, or just edit that out. But who's to say? Me, because I edit the show. But um, really, who's to say? Future Peter? 
Yeah, no, he's not going to edit. Yeah, he's going to leave it. He's going to leave it in. It's in. Yeah, it's sort of essential for the ending here we're doing here. Anyway, hey, thanks so much for listening. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.